Welcome to Gain That Tune. is going on everybody it is game that tune back in the house once again starting off the night right mm. it's uh it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey hey and we got david fleming say hey hey and we got jesse moore say hey hey oh yeah <laughs> I so i finally this... did something right <laughs> yeah you said hey <laughs> you're you're pretty good at hey on command my friend Ooh. like <laughs> You know, you do a lot for the show. Nothing more important than acknowledging when we say your name. <laughs> um, but it's uh, Game That Tune episode 79. Man, we're, uh, we're one episode away from another fantastic milestone, guys. But not tonight. It's just a regular old episode. So if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, we listen to video game music. Three songs from a game, a little bit of trivia. Try and guess the games based on the songs. Winner at the end of the night gets to play some bonus tunes, pick a theme for the next episode. Our winner last week was uh, the fantastic Jesse Moore. And uh, Jesse, what theme did you pick for this week's show? Uh, games in which the character you play as can punch uh, stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Things. As long as you can throw a punch. <laughs> yeah. you know, you it, it gets down to one of the base, like basic satisfactions of playing video games. One pressing a button, and two, having an on-screen reaction to that button in the form of a punch being thrown at someone or something. You know, it could be, uh, you know, could be a fighting game. Could be a beat-em-up. Could be Resident Evil 5, where Chris Redfield punches the shit out of a boulder. You know, it could be Road Rash, throwing punches on motorcycles. Damn there's, it. there's a long and storied history of punching in games. It's why we game, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I discovered something interesting that um, made me slightly happy that you brought up. Apparently, continuing the tradition of Marvel vs. Capcom 3, in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, the Hulk has various nicknames for every character when he tags out, and he calls Chris Redfield Rock Puncher. Yes! <laughs> I'm happy to learn that, because that seems like the only cool thing I've heard about that game so far. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so... Yeah, man, uh, it's gonna be a you know pretty punchy show. Uh, you know, I like it. I think we've uh, I think we got some good tunes. I mean, even just you know with the theme being punches, there's a wide variety of games that we could have uh, chosen from. So, Johnny, shall we jump right into it? All right. Game one. <laughs>
like how it's just, that's just like a jam session. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's play this thing for a while. Bloods and doodles. All right. Thanks, John. That was a great impression of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some lyrics for it? into it yeah Fun. yeah i like yeah. it Gets you short pumped. loops pretty repetitive yeah. smells like a fighting game to me gentlemen mm. 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 uh let's see who's ready for some trivia oh okay me please <laughs> like whoa is this the chip tunes what is this um yeah <laughs> really throw it off actually yeah <laughs> The second boss of this game was named Sodom in the Japanese version, which sounds pretty similar to the biblical city of the same name. Uh, so this resulted in the enemy's name being changed. I'm not going to say it was changed to, but changed for the Western release.
I'm sorry, John. What did you say the character's name was? Sodom? Sodom? S-O-D-O-M? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Lots of other miscellaneous mm. censorship, uh, if that helps. No, it's... I'm pretty sure it's what I think it is. I just wanted okay. to double-check. Also, I had to find a marker that actually writes... Hmm. Hmm. Alright, well, let's see some answers while I get ready to hit hat-trick. We have Final Fight for Sega CD, Final Fight, and Final Fight for Sega CD. Ultra! This is... This is Final Fight for Sega CD. Also yes, known as Final Fight CD. I told nice. You. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize well, they changed his name. Yes, he is Katana in the Western version. I, I think I actually did know that from the SNES version. Yeah, they made just it Because like, every time that I've seen him, it's always been just as Sodom from, like, Street Fighter Alpha and Final Fight. Yeah, ah. I think they finally realized that, you know, maybe they weren't referring to, like, sodomy. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, actually, I guess it is just a biblical thing. Sure, fuck it, just use the name. Like, <laughs> you know, Katana's already something in Mortal Kombat, and we don't want to be associated with them, so. Uh, yeah, Final Fight CD. That was, I mean, those good tunes. I was going to say, yeah. uh, you know, I barely knew they made a version for Sega CD, but that explains the quality of the music. Um, yeah, and oh. I believe that the Sega CD one is the only home port that has all three characters playable. Yeah, it's the superior version. Yeah, it's absolutely the superior version. You know, I've I've I been mean, a long time. Yeah, I mean, I've been a long time advocate of Final Fight, but I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I go back and play. It's like, oh yeah, why can't I play two player? What the hell? <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like I remembered playing that two-player as a kid, but no, <laughs> never did. Yeah, Sega CD is two-player, and you can choose between Guy, Cody, and Hagger. Although, mm. that one's not as big of a deal, because like, I just always choose Hagger anyways, and Hagger's That's in true. the Super yeah. Nintendo Because Hagger's the best character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, Hagger is dope, but I mean, <laughs> there's, the, you know, there's pros for the other guys, too. You know, you gotta like Cody and Guy, but they're just, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna play a beat-em-up game... Are you going to play as, like, an Agile guy or a ninja? Fuck no, you're going to play as the giant mayor of the city who pile drives people. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's say, just it's like, human you know, nature. Cody and Guy, <laughs> they have their strengths too, but they're not known for pile driving sharks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, pile driving motherfucking everything. You know, and beating dudes with pipes. And, you know, like, it's just, Hagar's just that guy. And he was and not uh, the mayor. Saturday Night Slam <laughs> yeah. Master. Yes, exactly. Gotta love, you know, a, you know re a professional wrestler turned politician who uh, takes to the streets to clean them up. You know, <laughs> makes me wish Jesse Ventura had tried something similar in, like, you know, his time as, like, governor of Minnesota. Like, you know, oh, he would I'm suplex not... the fuck out of a lizard person. Exactly. I'm not going to do a Jesse Ventura impression. But... Oh, man, what a crazy nut. <laughs> uh, I, I also love the fact that Hagger, like... Gets up from his desk, takes off his shirt, and then thinks, wait, how am I going to keep my pants up? I'll just belt across one shoulder. Yeah. Let me just get one suspender. <laughs> one big old <laughs> suspender. You know, it looks cooler that way. I always thought that was a gun holster, and I always wondered why I didn't have a gun. Oh, he had I'm, two guns. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! He's bringing Cannons. the gun show to the people, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't have the gun. <sighs> didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had two guns and that serious mustache. It's you know, it's all you need. Like, you know, kind of like Hayashi. <laughs> Police just aren't getting the job done, you know. Send uh, send Mayor Mustache out into the streets to, <laughs> you know, clean up these gangs. But yeah, these this, this wrestling inspired gangs. <laughs> this Sega CD soundtrack is pretty awesome. Like this, I played the more upbeat, you know, kind of pump us up songs. But there's there's some songs that sound like they're from an '80s buddies cop movie. Like the Fuck scene yeah. where shit starts getting real, oh. you know, like just after the strip club and they realize what's going on. Like that's the kind of music it is. It's, Wait, the game yeah. or the movies? Oh, what's that? Are you talking to the strip club in the game or the movie? Oh, the movies, the movies. Okay, I was gonna say I don't remember them busting up strip club in Final Fight, but I <laughs> no, you know, no, 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 I'm into it, man. You know, 80s yeah. cop movie. They get out of the strip club. Yeah. They see the bad guy driving away in the car, and the music gets serious. Like that kind of music is. Yeah, it's is got like serious 48 hours lethal weapon kind of yeah. vibe. Like, yeah, dude. It's awesome. I'm into that. Ugh, I love those games. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've gushed over Hagar, but really, you know, let's all say something nice about Cody or Guy. One of you guys start. Well, Cody um, made it into the Super Nintendo one, so that's good for him. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the least hard name of all time. Although... You know, Cody. <laughs> although, there was a Japanese re-release of Final Fight for Super Nintendo, and it was also released in the U.S., but exclusively as a blockbuster rental called Final Fight Guy, where they yes. replaced Cody with Guy. Exactly. I cannot believe they did that. And don't Otherwise. think the Final Fight guy isn't still eligible for the show. Like, <laughs> you know, why the fuck did they do that? Also you want the ninja in the, in the game? Nah, we ain't got time for that guy. It's like, yeah, a couple years later, it's like, we need a little bit more money. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we, uh, why don't we put Guy back in the game? It's like, what do we do with Cody? Don't worry about it. What do we call the game? <laughs> Final Fight Guy. <laughs> uh, huh. We're not being very creative, are we? No, we are not. <laughs> I do really like how Cody got incorporated into Street Fighter. Yes. Because his whole, like... Because the Street Fighter lore is one of the most ridiculous, stupid things ever. But I do like yes. the fact that after Final Fight... He basically became like a street urban vigilante and was just beating the hell out of everyone. So he had to be arrested, and then he broke out of prison, kept his handcuffs, and then joined like the Street Fighter tournament. Yeah, because well, <laughs> he's just—he's really good at fighting, and he's bored. Like his whole character in the Street Fighter series is just like sleepy, and you know, still in a prison uniform and kind of bored. Like, I love it. <laughs> An early working title for this game was Street Fighter 89, and I can't remember if it was supposed to be a sequel or prequel to the original Street Fighter, but this is actually, this was originally intended to be a whole part of the Street Fighter universe. It's, it's supposed to be a sequel. Um, I actually have a book. My wife got me a book for one year for my birthday that's all about, like, the history of Street Fighter, and they actually have an interview with one of the American heads of Capcom, and they're like, hey, we've got this game, Street Fighter 89. It's like, no, you... You can't make this the Street Fighter sequel. Like this is too different. You you got to do something yeah. else with this. Uh, I mean that kind of makes sense. You know, given back then that Street Fighter had no idea what it was fucking doing. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, let's let's not do a beat 'em up. You know, I'll be honest. We don't know. <laughs> after when I, I tried playing the original Street Fighter, and I don't understand how any games got made after that. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's not you know, very good. 
I mean, I remember as a kid, Street Fighter 2 was, you know, in every arcade, and, you know, we were always asking each other, it's like, is there a Street Fighter 1? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think there is. I think it's just some weird game that started at 2. Like, It's kind of like you know. the Goonies 2 on NES. Like, is yeah. there a first Goonies? Right. Yeah. I, I would love it if the Goonies 2 turned out to be the canon sequel to the movie The Goonies. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was a, a Goonies 1 that was in... Um, in Japan, and we never. I think we only got it. We we did get it in like uh, an arcade machine, I think. Okay, but and yeah, so Street, I mean, Goonies. Street Fighter One. I don't believe ever graced Tallahassee when I was a child. Like <laughs> I never ever saw Street Fighter. Everybody loved Street Fighter Two. It was the shit, you know. But no, like you know, Street Fighter. Never heard of it. <laughs> Everybody just knows two, and we all knew Final Fight. But you know. No, not uh, not as a Street Fighter sequel. We knew, you know, we knew it had Capcom. It had that great jingle at the beginning, but it was not uh, Street Fighter related at that time. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, really, I think they're pretty sweet. I really love that name though, Street Fighter '89, because I feel like that the whole putting putting the year in the game title didn't really become a big thing. I don't think until like the '90s, right? Then this started happening all the time with King of Fighters and uh, other games. But the, I, can only I was going to say, wow, all the time, right, John? <laughs> like, yeah. King of Fighters, well, are we, are we, games, you know. Are we forgetting, um, like, Kirby 93? Or are we forgetting hmm. Super Mario 64, which was released in 1964? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Actually, a lot of games were released in 1964, now that I think about it. That was a good year. The nation was reeling from the assassination of President Kennedy, so they decided to release a lot of video <laughs> games to make everybody mad. Game and not so painful. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was going to see, I was going to make a similar Street Fighter 69 joke, but I just couldn't get it to come to life, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Street Fighter 89, way better than the original idea, Street Fighter 69, which was only released in certain Japanese arcades. <laughs> and, uh, Street Fighter 69, that's the one that stars Poison, right? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I hope. Uh, good old Poison. Mm, just Poison and Hugo all day. Um, yeah. Final Fight. What else is there to say on Final Fight? Uh, so, was there any other significant difference between the Sega CD version and, like, the Super Nintendo version besides two-player? Better soundtrack and, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's essentially the same, like, same game. Maybe a couple yeah, of new I levels think, or I same bosses, same, same all that. a level that got cut in the Super Nintendo one that made the Sega Genesis. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Mm. And... Uh, I want to say there's like an extra cutscene, something like that. Um, oh I yeah, know actually, a... I was just reading about it. It said that they had voices for the opening and closing cutscenes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be great if they had tried that on Super Nintendo because Super Nintendo voices don't work. Uh, no. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> man, but I'm otherwise, check yeah, this it's, out. it's it's Final Fight, and it's probably you know the best not arcade one of Final Fight. Yeah. But the question is, how many people had a Sega CD? And therefore, how many people played Final Fight CD? <laughs> zero and zero. Oh, <laughs> Yo, come on, give, give the you know, Sega audience some credit. Do right. you much. have a Sega CD, John? <laughs> I do now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well after the fact. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I haven't seen a game in the wild for years, but I've got the Sega CD ready and waiting. <laughs> well, there's no copy protection on the Sega CD. You don't have to actually find the games anymore. Oh, you just burn Johnny Pirate. Here we go. Reason. Wait, wait. That's the sole reason I have a CD burner. <laughs> so you don't legally play these games?
Yeah. What's that? You don't legally play these games? Um, yeah, come on, John. I mean, I do legally <laughs> play them. 79 oh, okay. episodes in, you gotta maintain the facade. Uh, yeah. don't <laughs> We've never emulated baby. anything, man. <laughs> you know, emulate is a four-letter word here at Game That Tune. <laughs> I'm not emulating. They're on an actual console. <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> uh, well observed. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else on uh, Final Fight? Final Fight CD? Poison? Hugo? Street Fighter? Street Fighter 89? Street Fighter 69? better. Street Fighter 420? Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> I mean, kind of unquestionable. Uh, <laughs> except... Final Fight continued for a little while longer. There's, you know, Streets of Rage never had enough sequels to get bad. Like, they kept exactly. releasing Final Fight and it uh, deteriorated. Streets of Rage is the better game series, but Final Fight has the better cast? Yeah, yeah. Streets of Rage is just kind of yeah. like bland 90s cast. <laughs> like, it's just like 90s buzzword cast. <laughs> you know, I Axel and Blaze and Nirvana Skate. and. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Skate. <laughs> uh, you're forgetting about Rue, the kangaroo that you can play as in Streets mm -hmm. of Rage 3. And hey. again, I go back to my earlier question and earlier point. How many bull sharks has Rue the kangaroo <laughs> pile drive? That's a very valid question. Hey, I have a question for you, Johnny. Yeah. So I got this, uh, the Sonic's Ultimate Sega Collection for PlayStation 3. And it has Streets of Rage 3 on it. And you can't play as the kangaroo. You play as this old man cyborg. You have to what? unlock the kangaroo. There's a oh, fight. Oh, you do? Okay. There's a fight where you're fighting the kangaroo hmm. and is his like uh, like owner. And if you defeat the owner and let the kangaroo go, then in future levels you can play as the kangaroo. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah awesome. He's not from the get-go. Okay, okay, because I remember seeing pictures from the kangaroo, and I was like, oh my god, and I was finally getting, I was showing Betsy, I'm like, you can play as a kangaroo, and, and then we had old Cyborg Man instead, and she was very disappointed. Daddy, you're a liar! <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> ah, well, hell yeah, let us all go unlock our kangaroos, and then continue the Streets of Rage versus Final Fight debate. But in the meantime, Johnny, why don't you uh, punch up Game two. Huh? 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 Game two. Good night, everybody. Gotta go, you gotta go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thank you.
Interesting. He said about his own game. Good to see some reactions <laughs> out there. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fun. So uh, who wants uh, who wants a little trivia on this one? I was going to say no for once, just to be different. No, I really nice. want trivia, though. <laughs> exactly. Fine. John, mute yourself. David and Jesse, here comes <laughs> trivia. Um, in their review of this game, Nintendo Power stated that the game had, quote, nice graphics and sound, but also noted that the game had, quote, extremely slow action. Enemies take huge amounts of damage, so battles seem endless, and the game has poor play control. Too strong. Too strong. How you guys feeling? Well, I have a guess. Good. Yeah, I got I got a pretty good guess. Very good. I'm, uh, All right. I'm using my context clues. Okay, good. <laughs> Is part of the context last week's episode? Uh-oh. I kind of called my shot on this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Shit, I don't remember last week's episode. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Jesse says Arch Rivals incorrect. David says Robocop also incorrect. And John Regan says two straws. That's the law. <laughs> Sadly incorrect. Damn it. Though you know, I called my shot last week after our delightful lightning round. This is Baby's Kids. <laughs> You even told me you were doing this. Game. I know. <laughs> I can't believe. You know, fuck. The funny thing is, I was listening to Game That Tune Radio, which you can find via our YouTube channel, and a yeah. Baby's Kids song came on. I was like, when did we use Baby's Kids? Yeah, I know this too. Oh shit, wow. man! The, you know, the clues were all there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Damn it! I said last week. You know, the theme better you know work for Baby's Kids because that's going to be on the show. So in that context, can you read the Nintendo review again? Now that we know it's Baby's Kids. <laughs> I mean, okay. So this was the Nintendo Power review. I don't have time to pull up the. Uh, that's, fucking, that's fine. Just what like you the got worst early. worst thing of all time. But yeah, the, the review. Um, Nintendo Power said, "quote Nice graphics and sound." And also, quote, extremely slow action. <laughs> Enemies take huge amounts of damage, so battles seem endless. And, quote, poor play control. <laughs> so, See, awful. that feels like that could apply to any licensed game, which is why I went with RoboCop. Right. <laughs> but, you know, RoboCop doesn't have samples of, like, uh, Public Enemy in it. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
I was thinking maybe you would take some of that context. <laughs> it's like, uh, there's some black music samples in this game. <laughs> maybe, well, I mean, just maybe. I, I kept hearing, like, that's the law. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> this could be RoboCop, right? Yes. Yeah. They, they put RoboCop in more of a hip-hop context. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, a RoboCop but, uh, game. In the game, you're that... arresting people who share milkshakes with only one straw. You have to use two straws. That's the law. <laughs> Damn it, John. <laughs> Oh. I mean, like, <laughs> sort of like s sampled music, like sampled RoboCop lines. <laughs> S like, if this game was made in the 90s and sampled, like, RoboCop lines, you know they would have put it into, like, some weird-ass bad hip-hop. That's true. Yeah. Very, very well observed. Um, but yeah, no, the, the original version, I think that last song is, like, the final boss fight music, which is awesome. <laughs> um... <laughs> But in the original version, they did a more direct quote from the Public Enemy song that it drew from, where the, the sample was, Too black! Too black! Too strong! <laughs> I'm like, I can see why they maybe got rid of the too black part for the kids' game. <laughs> like, you know, Public Enemy wasn't really a kids' group. So, you know, like, what? They had I get that it. Saturday morning cartoon show. Did <laughs> 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 they? I'm wondering where this is going. Is this going back to another two straws joke? <laughs> no, I got nothing. Okay, I can't do any public enemy songs or anything, so I can't come with any more jokes. Okay, thank you. I was about God. to say, there's a show called Friend the Police. I'm like, wait, that's NWA. Like, damn it. Like, oh, Friend the Power. Nothing. No, yeah. like, public, public Enemy, they had their own kids cartoon. And if you couldn't get it through cable, you had to use rabbit ears. But if you couldn't, like, properly adjust them, you had to get two straws. Because that was the law. That's the law. Wake up. <laughs> the law at the time. Yeah, exactly. It would have made sense on the Saturday morning cartoon if the song started with "Wake up," <laughs> but no. As was the law at the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, Chuck D commanded you to wake up. As was the law in the early '90s. But no, Baby's Kids, man. You know, I didn't get a chance to play it before the show. I was a little disappointed. Oh, I, you know, I just watched a few videos of it, and man, it looks pretty bad. Maybe not worst game of all time bad, as, as was established in the lightning round last episode, but it looks pretty fucking bad. Like, uh, apparently it suffers from a similar issue as Final Fight on the Super Nintendo, uh, in that you have two selectable characters and can only play one player. Um, so what the fuck is the point of a one-player beat-em-up in 1994? Boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... And then, on top of all that, it's a Baybay's Kids beat-em-up. Like, you know, that movie came out in 1992 uh, and was not, like, it wasn't well-loved. Like, it was a, I think it was a minor hit. Like, you know, my family definitely saw it more than once on, like, video. Like, my brother loved that movie. But, uh... I don't think it was, like, this big hit movie. <laughs> so to, I'm not gonna lie. You'd never heard of it before last week. No, and I still don't know what it is. I haven't looked up for anything. <laughs> so I can give you the, I I give you the Baby's Kids rundown here in a second. But no, the movie came out in 92, and this game didn't come out until two years later. So obviously, it wasn't like a tie-in, like, let's get the syner like that good uh, you know marketing synergy going with the movie. Like They were like, eh, Baby's Kids is something we could maybe turn into something. Like, okay, fuck it. Uh, somebody make a Super Nintendo game out of it. Like, why? <laughs> like The Baby's Kids ship had sailed by 1994. That movie was gone. Had the but, baby's uh, kids ship actually sailed? Had this I'm gone not, anywhere? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I was gonna it, say, I'm not sure if it had set sail to sail. It's time for a comeback. <laughs> oh man, 
God, they need a you know, DuckTales reboot? How about a Bebe's Kids reboot? <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm, I'm going to interject real quickly because I pulled up Bebe's Kids time. on Wikipedia and scrolling through it, immediately I saw this sentence and I kind of want to see this movie. Quote, Elsewhere in an abandoned building, Leon and Bebe's Kids are captured by robot versions of the Terminator, Abraham Lincoln, and Richard Nixon and yes. are put on trial. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what? Okay, so you know, the Bebe's Kids rundown for those that don't know, Bebe's Kids came out in 1992. It is about a guy named uh, uh, Robin, Maybe. I believe. Oh. No, uh, you know, Robin <laughs> is trying to date this woman. She's got a nice, you know, polite son who he's going to take to a theme park along with, like, uh, you know, her, and it's going to be him and her and the son, and he's trying to make a good impression. But the girl he's trying to date has a friend named Bebe who is like some kind of either drug addict or alcoholic or just, you know, absentee mom and she takes care of her kids. So Bebe's kids tag along and just tear the theme park apart. Uh. And it's a movie about a guy trying to like fucking, you know, just maintain his sanity and get his Mac on a little bit while dealing with these kids that literally by the end of the movie destroy the theme park. Um, Does yeah. that take place on the theme park? The, the game takes place at the theme park. You play okay. as either Khalil or LaShawn, two of Bebe's kids. Were there any uh, famous uh, actors that did voices for that game? I feel oh, like, for the, for the movie? Uh, I feel like. Yes. Apparently, one of the children is voiced by Tone Loke. Yes. Pee Wee, the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which of course is the fucking baby. The <laughs> most fantastic casting of all time. Like, Tone Loke is the fucking baby, is amazing. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, you know, the, the sad story of Bebe's Kids, though, the guy that, you know, kind of wrote it and created it, there was this comedian named Robin Harris, and it was like this sketch that he did, he would do comedy routines and do stand-up, and it became popular enough that somebody wanted to adapt it into this cartoon movie, and he was going to do the voice himself, and then he died, and he died when he was like 36, just like suddenly, heart issue or something, and so they had to replace him, and, you know, he never really, uh, the movie never really got its due, and... Here we are in 1994 making fun of fucking Bebe's kids for the Super Nintendo. I mean, like, it's a it's a strange, strange story. But yeah, the game fucking sucks. It doesn't have Tone Loke's <laughs> voice in it. <laughs> and, you know, they never should have made this fucking game. <laughs> it's, wow. it's bizarre that this fucking exists. <laughs> wow. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> this is the sob story. This game Don't at sucks. him. Yeah. This is the sob story, and we're really talking sad. about like just shitting on this Hashtag game, which is horrible. It. Yeah, no, exactly. It could have been this nice success story, but the guy that you know was the creative, you know, guy behind, like forced behind this, you know, comedy routine and then movie died before the movie ever got finished. So they had to replace him with a different voice actor. Actually, they replaced him with Face on Love. Uh, for me, most famously, Big Worm from Friday. Um. And then, yeah, you know, instead of the, it being like the nice start to a Hollywood career of, you know, silly, you know, like fucking black cartoon comedy, no, he, the guy's dead, and Bebe's Kids is like the worst Super Nintendo game of all time. It's like, damn it. I would have thought that maybe they wouldn't have touched Bebe's Kids after that guy passed away, just because, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know, maybe it's cursed. Maybe it's like, what's the, uh, what's the cursed play? Um like yeah, maybe it's Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, Baby's Kids is a lot like Macbeth. Yeah. You heard uh, it here, box quote, Baby's quote, Baby's Kids, it's a lot like Macbeth. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Episode title. Uh, 
It killed that poor man, and it nearly killed the Super Nintendo. I'm just, I'm not saying it did, but I'm just going extra hot take. Like, you know, Super Nintendo didn't last much long. You know, Sony and Nintendo's, like, partnership fell apart. PlayStation came out a year later. Oh, I mean, That's you know, exactly can we... That's exactly what it was. Like, pretty sure Baby's Kids. Of, the CEO of Sony came over to Nintendo, saw Playtesting and Baby's Kids, like, fuck it, we're out, we're yeah. done. Oh, okay, you guys made Baby's Kids without asking us? You know, you know Sony wants to get in on that Baby's Kids money. Fine, fuck it. We're gonna take our CD thing and go make our own system, you know. And we're taking half a secret of mana with us. Blah. <laughs> That's what happened. All right. That's game that tune history. <laughs> That's Ganon Cannon. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, huh? now the game, uh, game does notoriously suck. I've, I watched a couple of videos of it, and you know, it's either really impossible because apparently an enemy can take up to like 35 hits before dying like just a normal enemy holy crap yeah but you can use like wow. your strong moves and they only take three so oh there's that so if you know the special moves you can get through the game really fast if you don't you're gonna you know die a lot because <laughs> you're never gonna be able to beat up these adults which makes sense your kids beating up adults that you shouldn't be able to beat them up very easily <laughs> like think about it <laughs> You know, even babies' like, kids. So thematically, you're saying this game is super accurate. Yeah, the logic boys. of the game is airtight. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> <laughs> these kids didn't stand a chance against these adults unless they punched really hard. I don't know what the difference is between the regular attack and the super attacks, but yeah, no, the game. Uh, you know, it's got nice sprites. Good animations, backgrounds, the most generic thing I've ever fucking seen. Um, you it's know, basically Macbeth. Yes, exactly. It's like a poor stage production of Macbeth. Yeah. It's just got ugly backdrops and really nice sprite work. Full quote, it's a poor love, stage production. I love comparing video games to Shakespeare. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah, there's I'm sure, there's I'm something sure Shakespeare there. Shakespeare loves it when we do that. Yeah, Shakespeare ain't rolling in his grave at all, man. You know, he might have been, he, maybe I'm misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure he had something to do with Bebe's kids. Well, if you remember you in know. that episode where we had a seance and had him on, on the, <laughs> the episode, he was totally cool with it. You, know? you mean, you mean you the know guy... What? Uh, what was his name? Shaky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the show. Shaky. Can you hold the spear? <laughs> William Shaky Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Billy D. Shakespeare. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be a great Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's that's now officially in the also in the game that Toon Cannon is at some yes, point we cross paths with Billy D. Shakespeare <laughs> and he talked to us about Bebe's kids. Commit it to your memory, it happened. Boom, that's reality now. Um anyway, yeah, Bebe's kids, uh, it does kinda suck. But I don't know, I don't think it can possibly be the worst game of all time. But that's me saying that without having played it. So it yeah. <laughs> The jury's still out, but no denying it had a profound impact on Super Nintendo and history, uh, you know, and life and the universe. So, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I say, Johnny, let's keep going. Game three. Baby's kid.
awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oi, you might say. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. This is our fan request for the evening. And uh, it comes to us from uh, you know frequent requester and Patreon superfan uh, Dell at Delition underscore Hikari on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, he was ready with some, some requests as soon as that punch theme was thrown out there. Uh, so, let's see. The final boss of this game has a hmm uh, sorry i gotta think (laughs) i had to fucking word this it's complicated this this game man um so this game's uh final boss is notable for uh notable amongst the fighting game genre for uh what two traits i'll fill those in after the last song So, anybody got it just from the tunes? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, it's a Dell game, so it's a little bit obscure. Um, so, the final what? boss of this character, or of this game, is O... How do you say a Japanese name that's just O-U-M-E? 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 O-U-M-E, I think. Final boss of this game is O-U-M-E... Goketsuji. She is notable for being old and a woman, and she has a super form, which is an 18-year-old version of herself that can be played as by absorbing life from other characters. Hmm. Probably doesn't know. Not. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Although it does kind of make me think of like a fairy tale witch, and now I want like a fairy tale fighting game because that would be awesome. Yes. So, yeah, this, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. What the fuck? 
Uh, I'll have John read his own. Uh, Jesse says Ronma one and a half. That's incorrect. David says obscure <laughs> fighter from Dell. That's half correct. John, what the fuck does that say? Tostitos es la ley. That's that means two straws. That's the law, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, John. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> This is, this is a fighting game called Power Instinct for the Super Nintendo. Power oh. Instinct. Yeah, well, you know that was. one. <laughs> right? It's like the, the crossover between Power Stone and Killer Instinct. M- maybe. That I haven't played like a mo- something amazing. <laughs> I haven't yeah. played a lot of Power Stone, but I'm not going to say that that's not what this is. Um... Yeah, this uh, this game is fucking weird. Apparently, it's kind of a uh, kind of a, like an affectionate parody of fighting games of the time. It came out back in '93. Uh, like I said, the the boss character she's an old woman, which I felt made her unique in terms of fighting game you know canon. Uh, and yeah, she uh, you know she can turn a super by absorbing your life and turning into like a floating 18 year old version of herself. Uh, she attacks by shooting her dentures at you. Yes. <laughs> you know, okay. her, her fireball is a fucking denture shot, which is awesome. Uh, and she's actually just a palette swap of one of the playable characters, so she's got a twin sister who's also in the game. But uh, yeah, this game looks fucking nuts. Like Atlas made this. Yeah, it's an Atlas fighting game from '93. <laughs> like, uh, and yeah, it's got just a wacky cast of characters, and apparently the series went on until like 2009. Uh, and had, you know, several entries, uh, and it became more about, like, fighting amongst, like, this big family or something, because eventually I think it took on the name Matra Melee, which is a really <laughs> great pun. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, Matra Was Melee came out on, like, Neo Geo and shit, so... Yeah, I don't know. This is a this is a weird one, but Match it looks cool. Melee sounds like a great show on TLC. Like I would totally watch that show. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say like VH1. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's it's, it, that VH1's too good for that. It's it's gotta be TLC. <laughs> is VH1 too good for that? It, it could like, prepare, It could come on. Uh, sometime between Spouse House and Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> Match okay. Melee. Well observed. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, man, uh, it looks like a pretty fun fighting game. It's you know it's yeah, got I'll some check this out. it's got some decent fighting game mechanics. It's got like dashes and dodge rolls and shit like that. And everybody's got a lot of different moves. But uh, yeah, one it's, of the characters uh, is apparently an Italian strong woman with a whip. Yes, who they apparently decided to make more feminine going forward in the series because they felt the first iteration of her was slightly offensive. Uh, she was a giant Italian strong woman and was voiced by one of the series creators who was a man. <laughs> mm. So they decided to make that less offensive going forward and just kind of make her a like a big athletic woman, maybe not so bodybuilder jacked. Um, but yeah, I did write down a few of the <laughs> a few of the characters in this game because they're fucking nuts, uh, or they're just they're like they're early '90s, like I said, kind of like a light parody of video game characters. There's Keith Wayne. Who's the American guy who apparently is just River Phoenix in a fighting game, you know? Which I'm impressed he kept going because you know River Phoenix died shortly after this came out, or possibly before, so <laughs> this could have been kind of offensive. Uh, Saizo Hattori, who is uh, like apparently a spoof of ninja characters, he does that really uh, that like kind of prancy ninja run, and uh, you know, does he do the yep. Nar- the Naruto run with the arms behind him or the Sonic I think run? So. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Probably. Uh, Annie Hamilton is the petite girl of the cast. Uh, I think she's rich for some reason, because when you fight her, you're in, like, a statue garden, and there's a couple of statues of herself. So <laughs> I think she might be conceited rich girl. White Buffalo, he's a Native American. Uh, in, like, the rest of the series, they call him White, but on the Super Nintendo, they called him Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> then there's the most interesting one, Thin Nin. Which is, uh, he's a Buddhist monk, like a Shaolin monk, who looks like just a tall-ass version of Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and the whole thing is, you know, like, Shaolin monks are supposed to be, you know, forthright and, you know, good and desire good things. Apparently he's not. He's, uh, he's, like, <laughs> he's really evil and, like, desires, uh, obscene things. <laughs> Yeah, that's in his official character description. He's violent and obscene, and a religious man who studies rituals to gain mystic powers to get everything he wants, women, food, or money. <laughs> like, okay, interesting take on the sure. Shaolin monk. <laughs> then then sounds like a term that, like, a uh, uptown British woman call uses to disparage somebody. Like, well, she's just a thin <laughs> He's a thinny ninny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, if you throw Fanny in there and you got a really British insult. But, you know, no, instead it's just a weird Shaolin monk character. But yeah, um, I had never heard of this game before, but it's uh, it looks actually pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. In terms of Super Nintendo fighting games, it doesn't look heinously bad. It looks like uh, looks like it had some good ideas. They they managed to crank seven games out of this series. I mean, good. Wow. Good for it. <laughs> you know, seven games over the course of you know fucking like sixteen years or so, and none of them ever came out in America ever again. But still, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, Atlas '93, fighting game spoofish. Uh, <laughs> you know. Old ladies that shoot their dentures at you. Uh, you know, it's really fucking something. <laughs> and there was one thing, I was watching videos of this, and I couldn't figure it out. There's something that goes on in the background, and I could not find an explanation for it. Whenever the fight starts, there's, you know, there's the two characters. So it's, you know, Keith Wayne versus Thin Nin. But in the, in the background, two little ninjas jump in and, like, bow to each other and then jump off screen. Huh. And then when you win the round, the winner's ninja comes back in and jumps around in like a celebratory dance, and the other one comes in and starts crying. And I'm wondering, who the fuck are these ninja kids <laughs> in the background of this game? Like, is, is that like, a thing? Like, maybe like they're ninja spirits, and you get to see their little ninja spirit before the yeah. fight, and then you know, after or, the fight, their ninja spirit reacts. I, was, <laughs> um, I think it's pretty clear and obvious. Thank they're you. babies, kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just they're fucking up Wait. the fights, man. The, the whole thing takes place at like Fun, fun World or whatever yep. Fun World, and like they run in dressed up as ninjas and like want to play, but they get taken out of harm's way, commit mischief, and then come back and dance. That makes sense. That explains why the announcer of the game is uh, Tone Loke. <laughs> you know, he, you know, announces round one <laughs> and you know, fight and so forth. Uh, it's official. We need we need this power instinct versus babies, kids. Dude, now that's the crossover that 1994 just wasn't ready for. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like the Battletoads double dragon of bad ideas. <laughs> 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 just, 
Baby's kids and a bunch of horny ninjas, you know, fighting together in a theme park or some shit. I don't so, know. I'm trying so hard to rack my brain for a synonym for ninja that rhymes with straw, and I can't do it. <laughs> I can't really. Oh, sorry, John. Damn you. Uh, you know, maybe. I was gonna say like you know maybe two versions of that joke. That's the law. You know you can't make a third. <laughs> like we're done with two straws. That's the law. <laughs> You're done with two straws. That's the law. Yeah, it's never gonna end. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Deal with job. it. <laughs> Don't yes. you make me get my fucking soundboard. <laughs> Deal we with it. Any <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Making me realize that <laughs> you know, soundboard's uh, been lacking. Yes. <laughs> That's the official oh, punch sound of the night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks to Del for the request. We used three songs in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it an official. We're already dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, no Akuma sounds. It's just that poor Simpsons kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks to Del for the request. This is very interesting and strange, and I kind of want to play it now. And if only there were a way to play it. Uh, you know, perfectly. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. It's available on the Wii U Virtual Console. Excuse me, everybody, while I go download this on the Wii U Virtual Console. Is it really? That's what the Wikipedia article says. I'm going to take sweet. that at its word and go browse that motherfucking eShop, because this is intriguing <laughs> to me now. <laughs> uh, I will gladly drop seven bucks on this. <laughs> like, this looks so fucking weird. Oh, I can't wait to shoot dentures at wacky, horny Shaolin monks. That's going to be a blast. Um, but in the meantime, I think we should keep it going to uh, to Game 4. Johnny, what do we got, man? Game 4.
Sweet. Yeah, it's cool. I dig it. Song sound familiar at all? Uh, maybe just a little. Maybe. So, um, who would there. like? Yes. Oh, I was gonna say I got my normal speaking voice back. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh, good. Um, who would like trivia for this game? Oh, I would. Oh yeah, okay. me. Okay. So, um, <sighs> trivia for this game. It's not baby's kids. The cast of this game is based primarily on parodies and homages to anime and other video game <laughs> characters. This also extends. God damn it! Power Instinct ex- too, yeah. This also extends to the game's plot. Um, quote: It is said that the person who collects all seven of the legendary Weenie Sion balls will have their dearest wish granted. End quote. An obvious homage to Dragon Ball Z. Or Dragon Ball. Or whatever. Hmm. Huh. 
cast is based on parodies and homages to various anime and video game characters. Uh, this extends to the story whose plot is a parody of Dragon Ball. Uh, the plot is, quote, it is said that the person who collects all seven of the legendary Queenie Sion balls will have their dearest wish granted. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know that this will help, but I thought it was interesting. The mid-boss of this game is named Bonus Kun, who is a sentient punching bag modeled after Ryu from the Street Fighter series. Interesting. Sweet. <laughs> Bonus Kun. All right. Uh, that's cute. There we go. <laughs> Damn, that was good. Um... Jesse says Blaze Blue, which is incorrect. John Harrington says SNK versus Scatman, which I wish was correct, but it's not. Scat and John Harrington says Scat Hero, which again, I wish was correct and is not. This Ugh. is Waku Waku 7. Oh, you know, uh -huh. for, for what system now? <laughs> I was um, going to guess this, and then I was like, I don't really think David's played that, so I, I apologize. <laughs> So, so he's underestimated you. Um, <laughs> yeah. This game originally came out for the Neo Geo, but was ported to the Switch eShop, which is how I played it. Awesome. So oh, sweet. It's on Switch? Yeah. Well, that's a weird-ass game. It's the Fozzie Bear this game. This kind of nuts. That the would be awesome Fozzie if Bear we got, game. like, a fucking Muppet fighting game. That would be so Yeah, be I would have so played good. that real bad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so every character in this game, like I said, is kind of a parody of another character. Um, so there is Rai, who's this cocky, like, 15-year-old boy who's basically, like, an SNK King of Fighters type character. Uh, Arena, who's this, like, half-bunny, half-human girl that's a parody of, like, every half-animal, half-human manga trope. Uh, Dandy J, who's basically Indiana Jones. Um, Maru, who is basically my neighbor Totoro. 
uh, Politank Z, who is a guy and his dog in a giant, like, mech suit police suit, um, which is apparently a parody of Dominion. There's Slash, who is this elf guy with a giant sword, which is a parody of, like, every anime swordsman ever. And then Tessa, who is this little, like, robot maid that's a parody of Astro Boy, Mega Man, and, like, Japanese-made cafe people. Interesting. So sounds yeah, there's very Japanese. <laughs> yeah, it's an incredibly Japanese game. Um, there's also the the mid boss, the punching bag based off Ryu, and then the final boss is this giant kaiju who's like a giant black ball with a huge goofy smile and tiny little bat wings. And when you're playing through arcade mode and you actually you beat everybody, you get the seven balls. You have to fight this giant kaiju monster. So you actually get scaled up to fight him on its same size scale. So the stage is like this city backdrop and you grow huge to beat the hell out of him in a giant kaiju battle. Nice. Yeah, this sounds it's, pretty uh pretty alright. Yeah, I didn't know the I didn't know it got an American release. That's crazy. Um Has it was released on the Neo Geo. Um it they ported it to Switch. For some reason, there's a company that's doing like a lot of um, arcade conversions for Switch. So a lot of Neo Geo games are on the eShop. Um, it's a really fun fighter. It's like not the greatest fighting game in the world, but the cast is so weird that it's just fun to pick up. Uh, every character has this giant unlockable or unblockable super move. It's completely unblockable, does a ton of damage, but there's warning signs and like flashing lights when you start to use it, and everyone has this charge up thing. So if you can land it, you're mostly guaranteed to win, but the opponent has plenty of time to stop you before you can finish shooting it. Interesting. Now, have um have one through six come out in the US in any way, shape, or form, or is this the first one to come to the US? <laughs> Uh, this I is think the, the seven one. refers it's, to the balls, John. Yeah, oh. it is a reference to the seven. I don't know balls. how you pronounce it, but the like, the magic not dragon balls that you're oh. fighting for. Magic wish granting balls, which uh, pretty sure that's Japanese Santa Claus, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, and it's it. There's also a really cool mechanic where instead of having like a regular super meter where like you go up to stage one stage two stage three you start off with just one but then as you defeat opponents you collect their ball and then you get another level of super meter so however much super meter you have depends on how many people you've beaten because it's all tied into these magic balls you're trying to collect <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I just that really sounds like a motive for like a twi- like a twisted serial killer, like a guy who beats people up and steals their balls. <laughs> oh my God! Jeez, John, <laughs> taking it to the darkest place possible, huh? <laughs> you ever go to the artwork for this? This this really isn't a dark thing. <laughs> I really wish I had a soundboard because that was the time where I would play the clip of John saying, "All I can think about is George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave." <laughs> Still uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's a window into window into John's madness. You know, he goes straight to the genitals. You know, my God. And who can blame him? Yeah, I mean, come on. You know, like, gotta need something. <laughs> <sighs> 
<laughs> All you can think about now is like this dick ain't gonna slam itself. Somebody's gotta make a dick slam joke. Jeez. Well, cool. Um, you know. Waka waka. Am I right? Fuss. It's, oh it's one boy. of the few fighting games made by Sunsoft. Um, they also made another one called, like, Galaxy Fight, and apparently they were working on a crossover between the two, but then stopped. Um, which kind of makes me sad, because, like this and Power Instinct, I kind of wish there were more fighting games that just kind of took the piss out of fighting games. Yeah. We need more, like, parodies and jokes. Yeah. We sure do. Yeah. I mean, seriously, th- you know... This must have just, you know, I don't know, I don't know how prolific the arcade cabinet was for this, but I feel like this, uh, this never made it to Tallahassee or St. Augustine either. I feel like I would have remembered this one. Yeah, instead I remember Fighters Mega Mix, which also took the piss out of fighting games a little bit. So, like, yeah, the 90s were a good time for taking the piss out of fighting games. People were taking Mortal Kombat a little bit too seriously, you know. Needed a need a little piss in that uh, in that mix, so you know, good for this game for coming <laughs> along and you know, getting pissed. I, I, I think <laughs> need a little I, piss in that mix. <laughs> I mean, like I think now with people like really hardcore into like esports fighting and injustice and the new Mortal Kombat and all that, we need some like lighthearted. Let's make fun of everything fighting games. Yeah, frankly, I was hoping that was where, like, the Marvel vs. Capcom series was going to go, but no, it seems they've gone the other route on that, and it's, you know, it's very serious, and it's got a serious story and all that crap, so, you know, jeez, just, uh, you know, yeah, make fighting games fun again, you know, I'm kind of tired of esports, but, you know, whatever. Maybe make an eSport out of a fun fighting game, how about that? Like, How about about a video game that makes fun of eSports? Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, esports the fighting game would be pretty dope. <laughs> Where Especially you fight as like, the, like e-sport players instead yes. of like fighting. <laughs> exactly. It's just a like it's just a super gritty fighting game, you know, where you're playing as, you know, Chris G and Justin Wong, but it's also got a bunch of Japanese sparkle effects and shit going on. I mean, I yeah, I'd play it. <laughs> like the, the whole goal is to like build up your super meter so you can unleash your combo, which is just you kicking a table over. Yeah, exactly. It's you breaking a stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be the, that would be. So the you shit. unplug the other person's controller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ultimate ultra move is just oh, pausing in the, pausing yeah. in the middle of the fight. Like a, that's like a fatality move. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I won the money match. You don't understand. Oh, fuck. Well, anything else on uh, Waku Waku Seven? Um, it's a very strange game. If you have a Switch, I recommend checking it out. It's it's a colorful, fun game. How much is it? Uh, I think it's seven ninety nine. Eight bucks. Yeah, reasonable. Not bad. Yeah, it's a very big reasonable. Sandwich. Well, it should be Waku Waku Seven, but. John, hit him with the sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! He's already dead! Thanks, John. I I don't know, Jesse. uh, It was pretty properly properly priced. I think with uh, that comment, you're kind of hitting below the belt. (laughs) (laughs) He's already dead! I'll give you a bonus for... (laughs) 
for that delicious pun. Punch without pun. Uh, <laughs> How absurd! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Can we just something... have like a soundboard intermission? <laughs> something, something, yeah. two straws, that's the law. Every year, I took a holiday. I went to Florence. There's this cafe on the banks of the yard. Every fine evening, I'd sit there and order a Fernie Branca. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I think. Oh, yeah, fun we... game. Uh, gets the David from Game That Tunes official seal of approval. Johnny, shall we keep it going? <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> God. Fine. Deal with it.
awesome. Yeah. All right. Sweet. You guys ready for this trivia? Yes. yes. All right. So this game had some regional differences, which is always fun. Um, the Famicom version, uh, Tokyo Shire Soul Brain, was published by a company called Angel, a now defunct subsidiary of Bandai, which specialized in the publication of licensed titles. The Famicom version follows the same storyline as the Soul Brain TV series and features a different opening sequence from the one in this game, as well as a different ending. The graphics for most of the characters and items were changed as well. The most notable change is in Area C, a carnival level in Soul Brain, which was changed from an entirely different submarine level in this game. All right. How you guys feeling? Pretty good. Not Based good. on them tunes, real good. Mm. Awesome. Let, let's let's see them. See, we got uh, Johnny says uh, tonight score zero out of five. Uh, <laughs> frowny face. <laughs> okay. And then uh, John and David both say shatter hand, which is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I was predicting my score for tonight. Oh. Well, you're correct. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's that. 
have, have right. you guys played Shatterhand before? No, I have not, sadly, but I've heard that music before because I listen to other podcasts where they play video game music and, ooh, man, those are some good tunes. <laughs> yeah. I basically only know Shatterhand because in the Scott Pilgrim comic, they named their band Shatterband. And I knew, oh, it cool. was a refer- I knew it was a reference, and that's about it. Oh, man, this game, like, it is... I, I, I just discovered it, like, a couple years ago. I mean, I don't say discover it, like... Um, <laughs> you found the first to off. discover Shatterhand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anybody like, heard of this? About no? this when I was a kid? Had I known about this as a kid, this would be the only game I ever played because Fuck it yeah. is such a badass NES game. Like, it starts off. It's one of those games where the story is all in the instruction manual, and so like if you just like rented this game and didn't have the instruction manual, you don't know what's going on. Love it. But it like starts off with like you know this robot dude like shooting his gun and then all of a sudden it shows this like uh like arnold schwarzenegger looking dude with uh sunglasses and like this army vest and he just runs over and punches the robot in the face and it's that's that's the <laughs> game yeah. you just go around punching people in the face like it's <laughs> called shatterhand and and i guess if you read the manual it says that he's this dude who uh he lost his hands in a battle, so they gave him a cybernetic hand. Yeah, no, just and reading it, I, I was refreshing myself, because I've definitely read about this at some point, but yeah, he was a police officer who lost both of his arms yeah. during a skirmish, <laughs> and they replaced him with metal arms, so he could beat the shit out of stuff. Like, good. It sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like Jax from Mortal Kombat. Like, exactly, it's Jax the game, man. <laughs> a little bit. It, it's oh, it's so good. And like you collect power ups, and what it is is like you either get like an A or a B, and you can like punch the power up to switch between. So uh, whichever combination of A and B you get uh, summons this robot thing that flies behind you and does different things based on the combination of A's and B's. So like there's one that like has a sword that swings it. There's one that shoots like lasers. There's one that like fires grenades and stuff. So you're punching stuff while this robot thing is doing stuff. And I think there's even a robot that punches as well. So you can just have double punching all day. <laughs> Extra punch. Hell and, yeah. Awesome. It, this game, it, it is so fun. It, it feels like, like a weird hybrid between like Castlevania and Mega Man because you can like pick what stage you go to. And uh, it's just, it's fun. And, um, I remember when I, like, first saw this game, it looked like it would be super duper difficult, but, like, after beating Shovel Knight, I I have just a little bit more confidence in, like, playing these games, and, uh, it's, I mean, it's difficult sometimes, but it's, it's very playable, like, you play this game, and... Like, I know, like, you guys are, like, super MLG. You guys, like, you and David beat these games, like, fucking... But it'll be fun. It Check it out, Shatterhand. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm looking at it right now. It looks fucking dope. It looks like, uh, fucking... Like, it's related to, like, fucking Power Blade or some shit. Which, yeah. you know, Power Blade essentially is just, like, a kind of Mega Man, you know, cross, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger ripoff. But, uh, yeah, man, it looks fucking good. Like, you know, I'm digging the backgrounds, digging everything about this, it, you know... I mean, and yeah, was, you just you guy with metal arms punching stuff, like yeah. Honestly. I was looking up like pictures of it, and I pulled up uh, what I presume is what you were talking about, and it's just the pixel art of a guy punching this robot right yeah. in the face, like fuck yeah. <laughs> oh. 
On a scale of one to five punches, how would you rate this? Six. And also, Ooh. I'm really disappointed we weren't doing this on. Like, I'm just like, why didn't I think of the one to five punch scale earlier? Tonight? <laughs> God damn Punching it. scale, That's the last you one. idiot. <laughs> oh. Damn it. Uh, and like the cover of the game is like this dude in a white, like a like a, a white t-shirt. Yeah, I was, I, if you weren't gonna bring that up, I was going to, because that shit looks awesome. Like it, it's like they took some guy from the American like translation office. Like you know, Rick, we need you to fucking take a picture for the cover of the game. Put on these sunglasses and do this. <laughs> and, yeah, they just, that's all it is. He's got like sick ass volleyball shades on. He's got a white tee, <laughs> and they uh, they add a little artwork of like some metal coming out of his knuckles. That's fucking great. <laughs> like, oh, wow. uh, it's also like it's great because if you look at it, you can tell like very clearly what is the photograph and what has been done over artistically. Like yeah. that hand is not real, but the yeah. rest of him pretty much is. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Like you know, it looks. Looks more like an ad for the game than the cover of a game. <laughs> like that should be in a comic book on like you know every back cover, like Shatterhand, and then you know some metal knuckles. Like that gets a kid's attention. And then when you get the game, it's like you know, is the guy wearing a white T-shirt during the game? No, he's actually more of like a super cop. <laughs> yeah, but okay. <laughs> like the the cover makes it look like uh like River City Ransom, but with metal hands. Like just based on the white tees. Yeah. Just saying, they, you know, costume budget wasn't quite on point. <laughs> I really do love how, like, that guy's clearly one of, like, the project managers or something. They just went out back real quick with the photographer and took a yeah, picture Yeah, I just of made him. that joke. <laughs> I know, no, I know, but I'm, just, I'm saying, like, you're absolutely right. Like, that is exactly, yeah, exactly. what happened. It's so good. Yeah. It was uh, a good joke. You. I want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm not joking. I'm very serious. Like, that's clearly yeah. what happened. No, I recognize <laughs> what this is. I know. <laughs> No, John, John, we're well aware that you make jokes like this all the time. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, so, Shatterhand, fucking dope. Uh, I think I need to play that one, you know, because, uh, yeah, if it's just Mega Man-style stuff with punching instead of shooting, quite frankly, I'm into it. Like, you know, walk around punch stuff, walk around whip stuff, walk around shoot stuff. It's all the same. CNES. Games are great. And I mean, that's a cool. It's also a great title, Shatterhand. I does know. The, yeah. Does the hand at any point shatter? <laughs> um, no. But you can, if you get the same power up twice in a row, you get for 15 seconds like this power suit where you can like shoot fireballs. Awesome. Hell yeah. So I guess maybe your fist is shattering into a fireball. I was gonna say. It needs, like, a cutscene where he threatens to break it off in someone's ass. You know, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, man, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, bitch, my name's Shatterhand. That's what I do. Like, there's got to be a reason to have given him that name. <laughs> Besides having metal hands that never break. So it's an ironic name. shatters people's jawbone. Just with the hands. <laughs> But no, like, because shatter ass sounded way better than shatter ass. <laughs> <laughs> this game's been sounding better, better as we talk about it. Because what Jesse just described—that that turning into a robot thing—like that's straight out of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, one of my favorite games. So like, yeah. hey, you know, you know when they were developing Moonwalker, it was actually a sequel to Shatter Ass called Shatter Ass. <laughs> <I love laughs> Michael Jackson, just bought. like okay. 
in some like Sega meeting, like, okay, we need to sit down and we need to come up with this game, this license game. We have the license for Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. How do we make a game? And one guy like, hey, y'all ever played Shatterhand? <laughs> yeah. I got this. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I was uh, I was the guy on the cover of Shatterhand. I can do anything you need for Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Oh, you're... <laughs> he's, I, I like he's saying that as he's handing everybody their coffees. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let me tell you, I would love to help with this game. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally uh, adding that to my resume. Just cover model for the game Shatterhand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know... That's, uh, yeah, we all did it. We are all Shatterhand guy. Um, so fuck yeah, man. Great pick. Great tunes. Uh, great shades. Great fist. You know, great ass. It's just, it's a great game all around. <laughs> great ass. <laughs> Got a great ass! <laughs> um, That's a title. Tell you. Now I just want a version of the movie Heat, but with the Shatterhand guy playing the Al Pacino role, like, or, or a movie version of Shatterhand with an old-ass Al Pacino playing the Shatterhand role. All good ideas I like to Heat be explored with... as new Patreon goals. Heat with Shatterhand guy, he never takes off those sunglasses. Yeah. Not once. You know what the movie's called? Shatterheat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm just gonna go with heat head. That's way too close to eat ass. <laughs> just, that's a whole that's other movie. Damn. Different movie, different podcast, different everything. So join us. Uh, stay tuned. Episode yeah. Join us. Join us for our, uh, our bonus episode, episode later tonight. Shatter ass. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. We gotta stop. Band name. Oh fuck, Johnny, start the calculating computer. <laughs> Quick. Abort. Abort. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops. TKO. Yes. Scoring complete. <laughs> that was an ass shattering. <laughs> Out of nope. shattered ass. This game's winner is. John Harrington. Fuck yeah. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Ugh, sorry, and you know. Kind of like, I'm in like a micro version of last week's show. Like I had nipples on the brain last week, now I just have like shatter blank on the brain. <laughs> and I just, I can't even focus. I'm just thinking about asses and hands and, <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you feel about your shatter win? Yeah, I gotta, you know, ooh, man, yeah, I shattered this game wide open. Um, you know, good game tonight, fellas. And, uh, man. How would shatter that toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Good show, guys. Good game. Good theme. The punch <laughs> theme was fantastic. Yeah, glad we went there for mostly you know beat 'em ups, fighting game spoofs, and shatter ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fantastic. But uh, so yeah, next and no week. No fisting jokes. Damn. Yeah. I mean, the show ain't over yet, bro. And you just went there, so... 
you know, quite we're frankly, I'm it. insisting on a fisting. <laughs> we're going to save it for episode 80, all fisting games. Yeah, games oh, with God. fisting. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, I know what's cool. getting edited out. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so episode 80 is coming up, and I had the idea of games released in 1980 that no. I am not going to spring on you guys because there's oh, wow. just not enough music. <laughs> hey, I hope you're ready for like, the Pac-Man theme like five times. <laughs> or I'm sorry, 15 times. Got to really pad the show out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, see, that was where my thought went first. But then I thought of the slightly better theme. Uh, I want next week's theme to be game series that began in the 1980s. Okay. So... I'd like to, you know, it you know it could be a long-running series, it could be a short-running series, it could be a series that didn't escape the 80s, but uh, it has to have started in the 80s, and I'd prefer no spin-offs. So I know Mario got to start in the 80s, but that's, let's not, you know, go into Mario Kart and shit like that. But let's, uh, let's, let's get into some series that got their start in the 80s. Booyah! Now, Episode 80, series in the 80s. Does it have to be a game series? Like, no one t- one release games? Right, yeah. Also, okay. it's a series, so no one-offs. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Game series, game series that started in the 80s, and, uh, you know, preferably no spin-offs. But, yeah, fuck it, we'll just see where it goes. So, it's our 80th episode, we're going to talk 80s games, or games that started around the 80s. So, yeah, it's going to be dope. But, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, fantastic live show. Uh, as always, live Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, on twitch.tv slash gamethattune, facebook.com slash gamethattune, and YouTube, search for Game That Tune. Uh Any other time of the week while you're at YouTube, check out Game That Tune for our 24-7 video game music live stream. We are streaming around the clock. We've been streaming for well over two weeks now. And, uh, I haven't slept you know, in two weeks. <laughs> exactly. Johnny ain't slept in weeks, man. He's rolling, rolling, rolling. But we got a lot of soundtracks in there, and uh, you know, it's just something we're doing for the people. If you want video game radio, we got it for you. So uh, check that out. Uh, you know, check out Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune. That's the home for uh, fun exclusives, which uh, we promise are actually a thing. You know, throw uh, throw a couple bucks our way to unlock some fun, goofy stuff, or just to support the show because you know we're already using your money to run that uh, run that video game live stream, and uh, you know it, uh, you know the money will be good and used for good things, not for uh, not for our alcohol problems. So you know, check out Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune, and you can get a shout out on the stream just like this. Uh, you know, special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. Uh, you know. You guys are great, and we appreciate what you do for the show. And yeah, follow us on Twitter. We are at GTTPod. And uh, then you can follow each of us. You can follow John Regan on Twitter at JPRegan.jr. Yep, you can follow David Fleming on Twitter at EFD Fleming. And you can follow Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore Legend. And you can, of course, follow me, John Harrington, on Twitter at jgangsta187. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's my victory and my bonus tunes, so I got a game from the 1980s with great music, but it's only got one song. It's the title theme from Crazy Comets for the Commodore 64, composed by Rob Hubbard. Shout out. Johnny, take us home.
Final Fight CD is copyright 1993 Capcom Company Limited. Bebe's Kids is copyright 1994 Paramount Interactive and Motown Games. Power Instinct is copyright 1993 Atlas Company Limited. Waku Waku 7 is copyright 1996 SNK Corporation and Sunsoft. Shatterhand is copyright 1991 Jaleco and Natsume Incorporated. What the fuck just happened? I could swear there was a road here a minute ago. Oh well, turned into a boat. <laughs> that happens at least once a week on my commute to work. I mean, yeah. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, tornado's touching down. Better turn my car into a plane. I love the idea that John's like car horn is just two toot sonic warriors. Oh yeah, the whole song. Here we go again. No, no, don't fall. Oh God, why'd you honk at that guy? Here, here, and here, and they all play two toot sonic warriors.